Hello, hello. Welcome back. It is a new week. It is a new episode. I'm so grateful that you're here. So today we are going to be talking about what I did when I didn't know what else to do. So I have some really practical tips for you. If you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you want to take one step forward, but you're just not sure which direction to go, you are maybe confused, you are just stuck. Your feet are in the mud, they're planted, and it would be really great if somebody offered you their hand and was able to just help you get out of the mud, help you get unstuck, and even just take one small step forward. So I'm going to share with you four things that I did when I was stuck that just helped me move forward. It didn't solve all of my problems, but it just helped me feel like I had a little bit more control over my situation and my growth. And I believe that these planted seeds for what was to come in the future, things that kept me grounded and laid a good foundation for my healing that would come later. So stay tuned. Hey friend, welcome to the Intimacy After Infidelity podcast. I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus, wife, mom, and affair recovery coach. Chances are you are stuck in a marriage that feels broken and you're uncomfortable with even speaking the word affair. You want to avoid heartbreak and divorce, but lately marriage has felt filled with landmines. You're wishing there was a step-by-step manual for how to survive, how to heal emotionally, how to rebuild your life, and maybe even enjoy it. Well, my dear, you are in the right place. So if you're ready to move forward, clothed with strength and dignity, then find that safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Hey friend, I have something to ask you. If you find yourself currently stuck in an affair, or if you have been betrayed by your spouse, and so now you are dealing with infidelity in your marriage, or if you know of somebody struggling with an affair, maybe it's a family member or a friend, would you reach out to me? Because I just have a couple questions for you. As I am working on these podcast episodes and creating new training and working on my coaching, I just want to make sure that I am giving you the best possible resources out there. So I just have a couple questions to ask about your situation and your story and where you are right now and maybe what you think would help you. I would just love your feedback because that will help me help you even more. So would you reach out to me, either send me an email or shoot me a DM on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching. I would love to just listen and connect with you and hear your story, where you are and what would help. It would mean the world to me that you would trust me with your story like that. I would appreciate it. Okay, let's dig in today. So what did I do when I didn't know what else to do? First of all, I read a book. And I remember way back a long time ago, one of my brother's friends had actually given me a piece of advice that has stayed with me my whole life. And here was that piece of advice. Who you will be five years from now depends on your closest friends 
and the books that you read. And throughout my life, I have tried to deny this, make exceptions for it, but you know what? It's true. So here's one of the books that I read. It was called When Godly People Do Ungodly Things. And the author was Beth Moore. And you guys, I still remember reading this book. I got it on Kindle and I had it on my phone and I tried to read that book. I did read that book so often in the wee hours of the night when I was nursing a a sleeping baby. But I was desperate to understand how in the world did a girl like me find herself in a situation like this? It seemed so crazy to me. So when I saw a title of the book, When Godly People Do Ungodly Things, I finally felt like somebody could explain that to me. What just happened? So for the first time as I was reading this book, I finally understood the significance of the spiritual battle, the war that is happening right now for our hearts and our souls. Yes, I knew that I was a Christian. I knew that Jesus had forgiven my sin and that I, when I died, I would go to heaven. But I didn't understand that Satan was still on the attack to try to take me down while I was living here on this earth. Satan knew that I was destined to help build God's kingdom here on earth, and he didn't want me to have any part of that. So Satan was on the attack, and now I was stuck. And I love it because that book talked about examples like Eve in the Garden of Eden, and how Satan was able to come and deceive her, twist to the truth, and really just blindside her. Now, yes, she's responsible for her choices and the wrong that she did, just like I am, but it is also okay to admit I was deceived. I was lied to. I was influenced by something that was not good and not true, and it caused me then to make decisions that I'm not proud of, decisions that that were sinful and wrong. So if you are looking for a good book to just answer the question, how in the world did I get here? That was Beth Moore, When Godly People Do Ungodly Things. The second thing that I did when I felt stuck and when I was also in a season of depression was I committed to find one verse a day. Sometimes it was one word a day that I could cling to. Even though I was living in sin and I knew that I could not have a thriving spiritual life with my Heavenly Father, I still knew that scripture and prayer were my living bread and living water, and I needed those. So when I didn't know what else to do, I came across this idea of the 2190 rule. And it goes like this. We all have heard that it takes 21 days to start to create a habit. But then I learned that it takes 90 days to make that a lifestyle. And you know what's great is I have some friends now that are certified in uh, neuroscience. So they've studied the brain. They've actually told me that it takes 67 days to rewire your brain and your belief system. 
So I love now this full picture of 21 days to start the habit, and that's actually where it just begins. And then about 67 days to rewire your thoughts and beliefs, then about 90 days to make this a solidified lifestyle. So what I did, I committed to 90 days of searching for one verse a day. And to hold myself accountable, I actually posted this on social media every single day. But I would search for a verse with words like refuge, soul, weight, peace, and joy. Whatever word I needed to cling to for that day. And let me tell you, there are 90 verses with some of those words. I knew that I wanted God to be my refuge. I wanted to learn what was happening inside of my soul, not just on the outside of my body, but really what was happening on the inside at a spiritual level. I knew that I needed to wait on God, that I needed to call out to him in desperation. I knew that I wanted peace and joy in my life. So those are the words that I used to search for. And I clung to those verses. I was not at a point in my life where I could do uh, hour-long devotions and walk through Bible studies. One verse was all that I could chew on. But that was okay for that season of my life. I will also give you one other pro tip here. Look for these verses in Psalms. The book of Psalms is incredible when it comes to sharing emotions and prayers and just real life. So yes, there are lots and lots and lots of good verses throughout the Bible, but if you're looking for something simple to just get started, specifically check out the book of Psalms. The third thing I did when I didn't know what else to do, I turned on some good music. I can still picture myself driving in my car throughout the city, listening to one specific album on repeat. And I'll tell you, that album was by Lauren Daigle, and it had songs like Still Rolling Stones, because I knew that God was still a God of resurrection, and I knew there was hope for me. She had a song called Rescue. Oh, beautiful song. And I prayed that song back to God that he would rescue me. Maybe you're familiar with the song You Say, where she was just speaking the truth of who God says I am. Uh, The album is actually titled by the song Look Up Child. Again, just so much hope. And two other favorite songs. Uh, One was called Rebel Heart. Boy, did that speak to me because I felt like I was living in a season with a rebel's heart. But then also she ends with the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And I remember times when I would drive and I would have that album on repeat and I just cried out to God through music. I didn't know what words to pray, but music helped give me those words and it spoke to my heart in a way that I could still feel connected to God, even when I still felt so disconnected at the same time. All right, last thing that I did when I didn't know what else to do was I evaluated my friendships. I learned to evaluate who I could trust. Who was I willing to talk with about the hard 
and the really uncomfortable things. I took inventory of who was in my life, whether coworkers or friends at church or friends in my neighborhood, and I had to really think about the topics of miscarriage, pornography, depression, silence from heaven, financial hardship, the really, really hard things that come with marriage. I took all of those categories and I thought, who would listen to my story about this? Who would listen and who would shame me or judge me or point a finger at me? Or who would just give me the the good girl Christian answers? Here's what the Bible says. Here's a Bible verse to fix it. Fix it. Get on the right track. You know the right answers. So who would tell me the answers that I already knew? Or who would sit with me and listen and cry and just say, I know, that stinks. (laughs) Who would pray with me? So I evaluated all of my friendships and I thank the Lord for the blessings that he did give me. I thank the Lord for the friends that he did plant in my life all along the way. I think of one friend who very early on shared her temptation story with me. Praise the Lord, she did not give in to the temptation of an affair, but she was that warning post for me. She was willing to open up and share something super vulnerable from her life, and that made such an an impact on me. I had another uh, friend, a couple friends that they were a couple And I remember one night I needed a safe place to go and I called them and said, can I just come hang out? I know that your apartment is a safe place. Can I just come hang out and spend some time with you? Because if I don't, I'm going to make some choices that I regret. I had another friend who I respected so much because he just breathed scripture. And I heard him and I thought, Oh, Lord, if I could know scripture that well to where everything that I say is coming from the Bible itself, I want to know God's words. I want to speak God's words, breathe God's words, and be that voice for other people who also need encouraged by scripture. So evaluate your friendships. Find the safe people that you can talk to. Find the safe places that you can go. The people who will not judge you, will not shame you, but the people who will love you where you are and for who you are. Now, here's a bonus tip I have for you. Those were four things that I did when I was stuck and I didn't know what else to do. But even when I cut off the affair, I knew that I needed something to fill that void. I knew that I was never going to talk to the affair partner again. And so I knew that I needed to make the decision to fill that void with something else so that I would never go back. So what I did was I consciously chose to start journaling. All of my thoughts, all of my emotions would go into a journal that was also mixed with prayer. So I knew that I was upping my my prayer game. And for me, I also chose to dive into business, uh, dive into work. Yes, I have my wonderful husband and my four beautiful children, but I knew that I needed something for me, a place 
where I could go, something I could do to give my attention to, a place to go, something to do that would fill my time and attention and emotions, my desire for things. So maybe you need to pick up a new hobby. Uh, Could you go start taking a walk? Could you go start uh, hanging out with a different group of people and serving them? Um, Could you get involved with your local church? So whatever it is, find something that you can do that is safe and healthy that will help you rebuild. When you need something stable, because everything else feels so unstable, find something that will give you that that rock-solid foundation. So again, what are the four things I did when I was stuck and I just didn't know what else to do? I read good books. I poured myself into scripture. Twice, actually, I challenged myself to finding scripture for 90 days. Third, I listened to good music. Music that gave me prayers that I could sing and pray back to God. And fourth, I evaluated my friendships. Who were safe people and where were safe places that I could go to be real about my struggles. And finally, what is a hobby or something that you can give your attention to so that you feel stable but can also be working on yourself to get out of the situation? Friend, I love you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And again, sorry if you hear my dog in the background. Again, if you would be so willing to reach out to me, either on Instagram or send me an email. And if you'd be willing to just answer a couple questions for me, I'm doing some market research that would just help me better understand what you need and how I could better serve you. I would be so grateful as I continue to show up and build the kingdom and meet you where you are. I love you. Have a great day, and I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you so much for hanging out here today. If you need to talk more about this topic, would you send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching? Or if you want to know the first steps out of an affair, as well as what to do before agreeing to divorce, I'd love for you to grab my free training at ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. But if this encouraged your heart, please take a minute and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend so I can continue getting this show out to more women who need it. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.